This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Bloomberg is a name synonymous with business and the company is the global leader in business and financial news, insights and data. I'm delighted to be joined on the line to talk about the last week and to look ahead to where we're going on some of the biggest business issues facing us as we get stuck into 2021 by Dara Doyle, who's Bureau Chief of Bloomberg in Ireland. Good morning, Dara. How are you doing, John? How are you? Very well. Look, before we get stuck into the issues, uh, just tell us a bit more about Bloomberg and, and the work you do in Ireland. Absolutely. So, uh, Bloomberg was started about 40 years ago by a guy called Mike Bloomberg, um, and it's now, I guess, turned into the largest financial news uh, wire service in the US and probably one of the biggest in Europe. Um, so, basically, what we do is we cover everything from finance, politics, uh, the economy. Um, anything we say that can sort of, we kind of uh, follow capitalism, we, we, anything that can move the price of money, um, that's, what, that's what we do. Um, so in terms of our coverage here in Ireland, we basically have two reporters um, covering, as I say, everything from, uh, from the government, from, you know, from Neil Martin and Leo Varadkar, to companies like Bank of Ireland, to more general developments like kind of COVID, you know. So basically what we're trying to do is trying to explain Ireland and the Irish economy to a global uh, audience, um, you know, the US and, and, and Europe and beyond. So I guess that's our job to try and explain. We have lots of clients in Ireland, but really our job is to explain Ireland to, uh, to an outside audience. Yeah, and you're part of a huge global network and presumably then that, that allows you to interact with colleagues around the world and even there's some Irish people working for Bloomberg in some unlikely places. Oh, absolutely. There's a huge uh, uh, um, uh, Irish sort of diaspora within Bloomberg, which is great in some ways, but it's an absolute pain in other ways because they're always reading the Irish newspapers and say, hey, why don't we have this story that I read in the Irish Independent or the Irish Times or the Kilkenny uh, local paper there. So um, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, but yeah, we have got a great uh, sort of Irish diaspora within the company. In fact, our London bureau chief is, uh, is an Irish guy from Cork called Neil Callaghan. So it gives you an idea of the reach that we have. But it's, it's extremely useful um, to have that kind of network within 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 the sort of the company because we kind of get to understand how global trends then affect Ireland I'll give you two quick examples of that um, I think we were the first last week to be able to report this kind of story that took off which was that Martin Spencer's may have to withdraw its uh, famous Percy Pigs candies uh, mm, yeah. from uh, from Irish stores which actually garnered a huge amount of attention and um, I think we were managed to be first with that because you know that, obviously, that story obviously came out of London it was on the Martin Spencer's earnings call we'd been in touch with the London retail reporter kind of the day before saying look can you look at for any comments on Ireland? She spotted this one. She wrote the story, and it became a kind of a huge, uh, a huge story. Not actually, not just in Ireland, but also in the UK. And because there's a lot of sort of people have a lot of attachment to kind of brands like that, you know. So that was one example. The second example that you and I have spoken about in the past was an Irish guy called, well, he's sort of English Irish guy called Sebastian Boyd. In Chile, of all places, he's sort of on a data side, or it's one of the things that he does. He's in crunching numbers on COVID and came to me last week with the figure that Ireland has now, uh, after this huge surge post-Christmas in COVID, Ireland was now uh, the biggest, uh, had the biggest, worst outbreak of COVID in the world. Um, so we were able to put together a chart, uh, get that online, get, uh, tweet that, and that obviously became quite a, a big story last week. Tony Holland was asked about it. 
So, you know, and um, without those resources, it would be very hard to, 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 uh, to do this kind of stuff. Um, I suppose the one interesting thing working for Bloomberg is that, you know, you kind of see things in a bigger kind of context. So, for example, here we're obsessed with how slow or quick the vaccine rollout is. But because we're kind of got our heads up and looking around, we can see that a lot of these issues are, are similar in different kind of countries. Um, you know, so you can see the issues of the vaccine right in places like Germany and France as well. So often these things aren't just an Irish, uh, an, an, an Irish trend. You can fit them into a bigger kind of global pattern. Yeah, and so you and your colleague in Chile were responsible for really shaking the country up with that piece of information because I think it really um, stopped people in their tracks um, and I think it's been sort of, it's going in the right direction at the moment but it really was a wake-up call. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, I suspect when people were seeing numbers like, you know, 8,000 cases a day, I mean, you know, we, got, we went from 300 to 8,000, I suppose. That in and of itself was kind of giving people a fright but I guess when you see this, this 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 figure that you know, or this 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 nugget that we were uh, the the worst outbreak in the world, um, I kind of gave everybody sort of pause for thought. Now, as you say, numbers are kind of coming down again, and these trends can be temporary. But you know, um, absolutely, I think it kind of stopped everybody in its tracks last week to to, to understand what was kind of going on. You know, yeah, we hear and, a lot. Know, of actually, sorry, can I, what, what can I say about that as well? It wasn't just a story that got Irish attention; it actually tr- attracted a lot of Europeans, drew global attention because you know. Uh, people have this general, you know, people sometimes get obsessed with how much attention the world pays to Ireland. Often the world isn't paying that much attention. Um, but when stuff like this happens, they do pay a lot of attention. There was a general sense that Ireland had done a pretty good job of getting the pandemic under control. Um, you know, people had kind of ter- turned focus away to other countries. And suddenly, almost out of the blue, we went from this, I'd say, from 300 cases a day to 8,000. And you know, this became a huge um, talking point within Europe. Uh, it was a very interesting piece in the Irish Times yesterday suggesting that actually Angela Merkel's move to tighten restrictions in Germany were partly influenced by the trends that they were seeing in Ireland. They were terrified that their numbers could go the same way. And Ireland had cited quite a lot in the German debate about whether or not they should introduce a new lockdown. So. Mm. Now, we hear a lot about uh, data and equally we hear a lot about fake news, but I suppose that's a very good example of how actually crunching the data can lead to really insightful stories um, that have real-world consequences. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <clears throat> At the same time, of course, you have to be a little bit ca- careful with that. You can slice numbers <laughs> in a lot of different lies, ways. Lies, lies and damn statistics. Uh, uh, absolutely. You can, you can take, you could put those numbers over, I don't know, a month period and the iron wouldn't look too bad, or you could put them over two days and they look okay last couple of days. So you have to be a little bit careful. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, ultimately, you know, a lot of times the numbers, you know, uh, don't lie. Um, I, and I always give the example if I'm talking to like journalism students who, who might find numbers quite boring. You know, we go back, I'm not sure if you're old enough to remember the, the financial crisis in our bailout back in, what was it, 2008, 2009? Yeah. And, you know, we, we were all kind of slightly obsessed with Brian Cowan, the CFL government, and, you know, would it make a difference, yada, yada. Um, but actually, if you look at what happened there, it, you know, just, it was just the numbers. It was just bond investors weren't prepared to lend us. You know, uh, money had a certain mm. rate. We couldn't afford to pay it back um, at those rates. The, 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 we could see the interest rate ticking up every day. So it didn't really matter what Brian Cowan or anybody else did. It was just the numbers. It was just the view of Ireland internationally. So, you know, so sometimes I think we kind of get carried away. And, you know, it's more interesting to focus on personalities a lot of the time. Yeah. But often, you know, outcomes will be sort of driven by actually sort of numbers to an extent, you know. Yeah, now you were down, I believe, in Dublin Port during the week, getting up close and personal with that B word, Brexit. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And how, um, how, you know, I mean, there's such a blizzard of stories these days. Sure. Is is blizzard, or is Brexit going frictionlessly as Boris Johnson would have us believe? 
I mean, I think it's absolutely fair to say that it's not going frictionlessly. Um, but but actually, you made a really good point there. The, the problem a lot of the time, there's, it's, there's a lot of different agendas going on here, and sometimes it's quite difficult to figure out exactly what the reality is. And I'll give you a little example of that. I suppose the Northern Irish Protocol is one kind of, sorry, I don't want to bore your or scare your listeners with the, the mention of the Reddit Protocol word, but, you know, obviously there's been some problems up north. The DUP has portrayed this as an absolute disaster and catastrophe and, you know, I'm exaggerating, but, you know, Northern Ireland's on the verge of, you know, having absolutely empty shelves. I mean, the reality up there is a bit different. Things are sticky, but, you know, the shelves are still you know, relatively full. Things are going not too bad, according to some, some exporters up there. But obviously it's in the DUP's interest to portray this as an absolute disaster. So, see, I think we have to be a little bit careful about, you know, um, we hear sort of lobby groups saying, talking about the catastrophe it all is and all that kind of stuff. But, but look, having said that, there is no doubt that there are delays and there are problems, absolutely no doubt. Um, I'll give you one small example that I thought was really striking. Um, a driver arrived last Saturday morning at Dublin Port. Uh, he didn't, I think he was from Poland, I think they, they, they said, he didn't have the correct papers um, and he ended up having to stay in the port uh, with his lorry for 36 hours uh, until Monday morning until he could get in contact with his, the customs agent who was, who was doing the, the, the importation. So, I mean, you know, that, and that was absolutely directly linked to, to, to Brexit. So there's no doubt that, that there are issues and there are problems. Yeah, not, not, a, not any doubt that that's not the place you want to be sitting in the first weekend of January, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Dara, a uh, pleasure to talk to you and uh, there's a Kilkenny link with uh, Bloomberg's uh, Irish Bureau as well I think yeah absolutely uh, Peter Fanning my colleague I believe his wife is from Kilkenny so um, if if, uh, if Owen is in our, our, our parents are listening uh, say hello to them yeah um, the amazing thing about Bloomberg and Ireland you'll always find a connection somewhere absolutely <laughs> always, yeah always, we're, we're, always. We're the Irish diaspora uh, is even operates on a county basis <laughs> well yeah we're, we're all we're all very interested now in the in the fate of Brian Cody and uh, and the Hurley team down there as well well good man I'm sure that'll keep you busy over the summer or whenever they decide to have the championship with worldwide interest in the black and amber well we're always interested in, in Brian Cody and what's going on down there you know so uh, absolutely yeah, best, best of luck yeah, well, look, Dara, pleasure talking to you, and I look forward to hopefully catching up with you again throughout uh, 21. Uh, that's Dara Doyle, who's Bureau Chief for Bloomberg in Ireland. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie